0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Well, let me tell you a little something about Packers Twitter. And I know some of you aren't on there, completely understand, um, but um, this is one of the very few times that I can say confidently, you missed out, man. I already know I missed out miss out all the time on Instagram. That's that's where all the good stuff happens, right? Twitter is where, like, the breaking news happens. You know, Ian Rappaport's going to be like, blah, this is what happened. All right? instant gratification type stuff. Usually, the behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, like when players do things or anybody, anything happens like that is Instagram. Antonio Brown's dropping all his little stuff over there. Whatever, right? If Aaron Rodgers does have anything to say or wants to post pictures of a vacation, it's Instagram. Um, in fact, that's where a lot of the breaking news comes from. Uh, people who are just lurking on Instagram break it on Twitter. Like, look what I found. And I'm like, dang it, I need to get on Instagram. I mean, I'm on there. I just I don't ever look. In addition to Twitter being great, I, I have to preface this, um, and this happens all the time. This happened in the off season with the Roger saga. I'd be like, all right, I'm done talking about it. We've done two days of this. I'm not doing it anymore. And then something else would come out and be like, look, I got to address this real quick. So here's the situation. But I, okay, now I'm done. And then same thing. Same, and it'll be like a week. So after my first rant of the hub thing, then you got day two, which was, you know, people defending it, kind of proving some of the things that I said. So I wanted to rehash that just to be like, look, you might think I'm lying, but here's some proof. Then today it just kind of had... The most glorious conclusion. Because I know, although it's a different situation, it's kind of not. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me, and the worst part about all this is I'm never going to be able to find all of the great little nuggets for you. Um, I should have asked yesterday for you guys to help me just collect all the wonderful pieces. I will do the best I can. But um, let's see, what was 17 hours ago? 12 hours ago would be 6.30 p.m. Five hours before that, uh, talking one o'clock. So in the afternoon yesterday, and I'll be honest, I didn't even know this was a show. I, I don't know anything about it, but, but uh, in the background it says CBS Sports News, so I guess this is a CBS thing, I don't know. But Boomer Esiason has a show, and it's got kind of a um, a very weird like bar stool vibe to it. Like Boomer looks like your typical CBS Sports... I mean, it, it's a flannel shirt, but it's just it, it. looks more like your traditional reporting kind of thing, but then they kind of got junk everywhere, and there's like helmets and uh, banners and random artwork, and the CBS Sports thing looks a little crooked, and there's junk all over the the, the table, and it, it like barstool slash Pat McAfee, because the guy next to him at the other side of the desk has a nameplate Gio, assuming his name is Giovanni. And it's a Vikings thing, so he's he's blasting it out there. I'm a big Vikings fan. But the dude looks like he rolled out of bed, threw on a Jets hoodie for some reason. So I don't really know what this show is or what the vibe is supposed to be. And then there's some other guy. Like, there's, it's just, it's, it's like they're trying to replicate that, but it's still just CBS Sports. So I don't know. But let me play this for you. Because even this was the weirdest thing ever. And Packer fans were mad that I even wanted to, like, think this through. Like, what is going on? Because this doesn't make any sense like dude just just scream that it's fake and leave it alone it's like okay but i don't know it it's just it it still doesn't make sense though <laughs> can can we start there but anyways let me play this clip for you and then i'll give you sort of my thought process and then we will get to the glory that is Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the Green Bay Packers deciding you know what i'm not going to let this just happen i'm going to i'm going to respond to all of this do you want to read it I could read the whole thing if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. You can read it. All right, I'll read the whole thing. Boom, the Rodgers saga continues to get crazier and crazier. I've been told by multiple people in Aaron's direct circle that if the Packers make the Super Bowl, he will use the week leading up to the Super Bowl to prove a major point. He will threaten the NFL by saying he won't play in the big game or next season if they don't eliminate some of the COVID-related rules. One big one that upsets him the most is the testing of non-symptomatic players. He's told Jordan Love to be ready. Like you said, he's got to make it first. But Super Bowl week will be set on fire and send Goodell in a frenzy navigating the situation. So instantly, and again, I only found this because Packers Twitter lost their mind and they're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Even um, you know former Packers players are like, yeah, this is stupid. But as I'm I'm thinking about it, it's like, I guess I'm I'm watching a little bit too much Monk, because I'm sitting there, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Something's not right here. So we've established that this isn't real. Okay. So explain to me who sent this text and why. That was like the big thing. Like, who sent people? Like, you know, why are we even entertaining this? It's like, I'm not entertaining it from the standpoint of saying I think it's real. I'm entertaining it from the standpoint of trying to understand why this would happen. Somebody... It, it's one of two things, assuming this is fake, right, which has pretty well been established at this point, but that's, that's, that's the conclusion we've come to, then I see two options. Number one, Boomer Esiason made this up, never got a text, and lied, which is kind of the way Packers Twitter treats this, which again, I love Packers Twitter, you guys are great sometimes, but you guys are so quick to jump on this, like they just made it up for clicks thing, and that almost never makes sense. Again, the, the the idea that Adam Schefter lied, and I don't want to relive that, but Packer fans to this day say Adam Schefter lied. Dude, we found out that Rodgers wasn't happy via Adam Schefter. We said he lied, and then he refused to show up and said he might not come back. So <laughs> he didn't really lie. There might have been some things he didn't do right. There may have been some things he exaggerated. He might have even lied about a couple things. But the overall theme that there's a problem here, something's there. And even in this situation, same thing it doesn't really make any sense it doesn't make any sense so he had it's 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 so now we got to split that into two things and again this is how my brain works so we got to go on a journey here i know a lot of you are like who cares it's fake do i care because i want to know what's going on here i like understanding things i'm sorry this is also why i was terrible in school by the way because they would teach they would teach you stuff and if i didn't understand it at a fundamental level i didn't get it at all and so usually I just didn't understand stuff. But when I did understand it, I understood it better than anybody in the class. But most of the time, I just didn't get it. And that's why chemistry was the absolute worst, because it's like, why? Well, because, and at some point it always comes back to be, well, just it just is. It's like, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. When these two things react, they start flying all over the place. Well, that sounds stupid. That sounds like a made-up rule. Who made up that rule? I don't know, God. Well, that doesn't help me. So we've got... One of two options, assuming this is completely made up. One, the entire crew made this up. There was no text message. He just handed him his phone with like a notepad with something typed up, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's like a level of conspiracy theory that I can't get behind. That's why I can't get behind like 9-11 was an inside job kind of thing. Not because I trust the government that never does anything super immoral, although this is pretty over the line even for the government, but just the amount of people that would need to be involved And it never slipped up. Like, I just can't. And and please don't send me messages about it if you believe that. I don't. I'm I'm not really that interested. And I don't want to do that much homework into weird stuff like that. But all these guys are in on it. It just, the whole thing is weird. And that doesn't really make any sense. The other would be Boomer made it up by himself and had some random number text him. And then he's like, whoa, got breaking news and pass it around. The problem with that, though, is they started doing some sleuthing and found out where it came from. So everybody else would kind of be on board unless Boomer's like, oh, I figured out who it was. It was uh, Packer's strength and conditioning coach or whatever, you know, and he just made something up. But the other issue with that, and this is a big clue for everything else, one of the parts of this text message, Geo says, like you said, Rogers would have to get there first. Like you said implies whoever's texting him was watching the show and referenced something he said in the show. So if he's going to fake this, he would have to make sure to slip that in there for that part to make sense. That's pretty elaborate. So I think both of those options, or the overall option that this show faked the news, doesn't make any sense. So what does that leave us with? Somebody did send this message. So we've got two ways of looking at this. Somebody sent it that was telling the truth, which we've kind of ruled out. Somebody sent it that was lying. Why would somebody send a message that's a complete lie, that they would sleuth around and find out is a reliable source, so it's not like some random guy who's watching it maybe it could be maybe somebody used some phone number thing you know you get a phone number that's similar to somebody else's i don't know here's what i've come to the conclusion and this is where i think it kind of ties into the hub archish thing i think behind the scenes with all this stuff with all the the, the controversy with the media and like i said everybody acts like aaron rogers is the worst person and everybody hates him the, the team loves Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers loves the team, and they're all getting along. They can't stand the assaults against the team. They don't like it when fans do it. They don't like when Packers podcasters do it. They don't like when Packers reporters do it. And they rally around each other. And Aaron Rodgers has been under, whether you want to believe it or not, constant assault this year. Constant assault. And the team is rallying around him and against the general media. And I think they're kind of looking at this now as a big joke. And, and, and they know, I mean, and Rodgers has said things like that. Other guys have said things like that. The fact that all this, the, these guys are a joke. They just spread lies and they spread nonsense. What would be a great way to simultaneously prove that theory, but also prank somebody like Aaron Rodgers, which is something the Packers love to do to each other, which is why I cannot stop thinking of David Bakhtiari with all this. They're always messing with each other. They're always goofing with each other imagine you're a Packers player. And I do think it was a player. I don't think a coach would do something like this. And I am leaning somebody like Bakhtiari. But, you know, it it, it could be somebody else. I don't know. That's the one that makes the most sense. He's watching the show. Again, we've kind of established that with, with the text message referencing something he said earlier in the show. So he's watching, and he gets this idea. What if I could text in some inside news to Boomer? I wonder if he'd run with it if he found out who it was that was texting him. He would have to figure out how to get his number, which is another reason why you realize that it's it's not just some random fan watching. How would they get Boomer Assison's number? But if you got an agent, if you got some people, you got some sources, you can you know reach out to Rodgers and be like hey I want to get a hold of of Boomer's phone number I want to talk to him about something or what you know what I mean you start working although Rodgers probably would have that would have tipped him off and he doesn't know who who did this but you, you get what I'm saying right uh, you hear about this all the time when when a uh, a new player joins the team or whatever Rodgers gets their number and then messages them even even guys that aren't on the team yet they're they're trying to get um whoever a player to come here They want Odell Beckham to come here. Everybody gets his number, whether they have it or not. And you know what I mean? mean, They can find these things. They have sources. Somebody that's your teammate has his number, right? Devontae probably had his number. He handed it out to all the Packers guys. That's how stuff like that happens. So let's pretend it's David Bakhtiari. Because again, that just makes the most sense in my mind. He's sitting there watching these guys talk. And I would love to know what they were talking about. But he's like, all right, you know what would be awesome? I'm going to text him. Because here's the thing. Everything that's Rogers drama, but especially Rogers is a jerk drama, especially Rogers is a jerk about COVID drama, these guys are going to feast on that. And and the great thing about this, and I hope they never stop doing this, they can walk them into these traps 24-7 because they're obsessed with this. They want it to be true so badly. And it's one of the positives of the Packers really just not getting respect lately, whether it be from other teams because we don't have an owner, whether it be from the media because who knows? Again, this, this was long before Rodgers with his COVID drama. I mean, things just started to kind of go downhill as far as people's pers- – it seemed like once the Packers started to be bad, you know, 2017, 2018, the media kind of wrote us off, and then we're like, hey, we're back. And they're like, no, nah, we moved on, dude. We moved on to the Chiefs. We moved on to Baltimore. We moved on to other teams we like. We're Tampa fans now. You could almost say New England's going through that too because, you know, they had their bad year, and then they kind of fought back, and they're like, hey, we're good again. And it's like, yeah. You don't have Brady, and we don't know any of your guys. We don't care. But what whoever sent this knew is that not only would they probably break it. I mean, there's a chance they look at it and go, I don't know what this is or who this is. And again, that's somewhat of another clue that he didn't know the number, which means this is not a regular acquaintance. This is somebody who went out and found his number, but it's also a prominent person. So let's look at a Packers player. If that's what happened, if they went out and found his number so that they could text, how would that play out? Boomer would pick up his phone. He would say, I don't know who this number is, but this is massive. And then when they find out who the number is, they're like, dude, this is a super reliable source, which is exactly what happened. They didn't know who the number was. They figured out who the number was. Actually, well, I I could do some more sleuthing to kind of figure out maybe who I think it might be. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now... Dude, what if it was Pat McAfee? You know how hilarious that would be? Because he's kind of like a media guy, but not really. And he's kind of a goof, or at least somebody on Pat McAfee's show, you know? I don't know. Anyways, so not only would these guys break it, but it's going to explode everywhere. And and the thing is, all of Roger's biggest quote-unquote enemies are the ones that are going to relish in this the most, right? Some of the people that respect Rogers and are a little bit better journalists that are like, hey, we should probably kind of figure out what's going on here which I think is what journalism is. I mean, you can put it out there and say, hey, this this happened. I don't really know if it's true. People that are really going to spin this up and try to push the angle of this guy's a jerk, like Keith Olbermann did, like three hours after it was already confirmed to be fake, Keith Olbermann found an article and he's just seething, right? I mean, the entire the entirety of Twitter and the universe just watched Boomer Esaias and get buried for breaking fake news. And here comes Keith just blindly running in because he just caught, and he probably didn't, he's one of those guys that doesn't even read the article. He read the title and then retweeted it and started blasting. So these guys are all going to do that stuff. And again, it's glorious because, again, let's pretend it's Bakhtiari. He just knows how this is going to play out in the locker room. He knows how that, what's going to happen. Aaron, the, 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 he probably is requesting to FaceTime with Aaron Rodgers just so he could see his reaction when he finds out the news. The look on his face when he sees this story, like, what? What is this? This is, of of all the ridiculous things that have come out about me, this has got to be the most ridiculous and the most outlandish. And again, this is why everything else had like a shred of truth. Everything else that's come out has had some kind of truth to it, whether it was exaggerated or whatever the case may be. You know, you had that hit piece a couple years ago. I don't know what in that was true and what in that wasn't. And again, the sources, I don't know how reliable they are, because we kind of figured out who some of the sources are. We know they're pretty bitter. I don't know. But this is just, this is the craziest thing. And that was the thing that got me, where I wanted to be, I wanted to kind of pause on this, because it's like, this is different. This is not the same as the other sort of, quote unquote, fake news things that have come out. And I think it's because this is real fake news. Whereas before, everything was kind of like, uh, I don't know, there's a shred of truth here. This was just blatantly fake, and it doesn't make sense that this would make it to their desk, that they would read it, and it would spread all over like wildfire. There was always the option that there was a shred of truth to it, but it it didn't make a lot of sense. Aaron Rodgers wants nothing more than to win a Super Bowl. He wants that honor. He wants that for... I mean, he, he wouldn't do that to his team, right? I mean, he did hold out for our team, be like, I don't know if I'm coming back, and he had the support of the team, but I don't think the team would support him if they held back their maybe once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to win a Super Bowl if they got that far. And plus, he would be the most hated man in a, I mean, that would be one of the things where even I would have to come here and be like, look, um, he has a right to his opinions and stuff, but um, this guy is the biggest douche. Like, the biggest. And this is kind of awful. And nobody would... Ha- it just, it doesn't make any sense. And the fact that he's spreading it around the team, like, dude, be ready. Because I'm going to tank our season. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm ready. And that's the other thing. They name-dropped Jordan Love as well. So again, my, my thought process is what happens now? What happens now? If, if if this is real, let's let's play out that side for just a second. If this is real, everybody's gonna be asked about it. And obviously they're going to deny it, but that's gonna make it even worse for Aaron Rodgers when he actually ends up doing it. So he's gonna to have to do like this halfway denial or sort of like seemingly implying that he doesn't want to do that, but it's not going to be a no. So we're going to got kind of know that it's a yes. But again, if this is fake, what, you're n- naming names. I mean, if you're just going to make stuff up, you don't name names because we can have them come out and be like, yeah, that's fake. Which, by the way, is exactly what happened. So let's get into that. <laughs> so after all this, and I'm 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 sitting here, and you know I'm trying to go about my life, and there's other things going on aside from just staring at Twitter, which was sad because I wanted to just stare at Twitter. By the way, I just realized I didn't have Roger's notifications on because he used to never tweet. Apparently now he does nothing but tweet because he realized, you know what's kind of awesome? Speaking my mind all the time and just kind of being myself and not being like this professional all the time. Just being a dude, man. I'm just a dude with a job and my own life to live. But by the way, prior to this, um, I'm not going to elaborate too much because this is a children's program and all, but... There was a thing called Thirsty Thursday, just to give you an idea of like how relaxed and awesome this team has, has gotten. Um, and it just involved people posting pictures of themselves in flattering ways. Let's leave it at that. Anyways, there is a uh, fellow uh, who I will be sure to follow, because he's following me, and I feel bad I'm not following him, because he started something glorious. And this is just, like, minutes before the glorious of glorious things happens. He says... Hey, uh, I heard Packer's Twitter is thirsty and needs a drink. So he posts flattering pictures of some Packers, right? So he's got Clay Matthews out on the beach. He's got Randall out on the beach. He's got Bakhtiari on the beach, which is, you know, kind of blurry and and whatnot. But um, people are into that. Then you got Aaron Rodgers. You know, so it's four beach photos. You got Clay, Cobb, Bakhtiari, and Rodgers. And the the whole point is, you know, hey, I, I got something for you too. Well, David Bakhtiari gets wind of this whole... Thirsty Thursday situation, which is so awesome that this team has become so cool and such an open book that they're basically just like participating in Packers Twitter, which, you know, you got Kurt Bankert who's kind of involved a little bit, but now you got David Bakhtiari retweeting this and he's asking, all right, who's the best? He says, one, two, three, four. Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Rodgers, discuss. So he tags those guys and he says, let's discuss this. Well, Aaron Rodgers does. He tags Clay Matthews and says, Clay is probably upset about his photo submission. Why is Randall Cobb's photo the only one not grainy? David Bakhtiari, my mentions say you're in last place as far as the voting goes. He says, I thought that was a good pick of you. Definitely not up to date, but good pick. Being encouraging as everybody <laughs> picks everybody else. But again, it's it's all in good fun because, listen, first of all, they're just goofing. They're having a good time. They're living it up. They're, they're loving life. They're not taking things too seriously. But also they know that it's, it's probably Randall Cobb with, with Clay being a close second. Maybe it's a, a flip of those two, but it is what it is. David Bakhtiari is an offensive lineman, and he's jacked as far as a left tackle goes. But it is what it is. Clay responds to Roger's tweet. He says, Clay Matthews, young Adonis, thirst trap. <laughs> says, Randall Cobb looking like Claude with free scuba lessons for your wife. David Bakhtiari, baby Dothraki, pre side. And then he has the beers implying that um, this is before he started chugging beers on the sideline and got fat. Aaron Rodgers post-winter MVP Kunu, Hawaii, whatever. And then Clay Matthews retweets David Bakhtiari's original tweet with a real gem. Because again, part of this that we're kind of getting into is they're just clowning the media right now. All Because here's how it used to work. They go about doing their job, but they have to be professional. They keep their mouth shut. Then the only time you talk is when you go to the podium. And even then, you don't say anything. And if you're mad, you kind of... That's why Rodgers kind of did those like halfway, you know, he was kind of deemed as petty. Because he wouldn't come out and say directly what the issue is, but he wanted to say what the issue is. Now, they're not only saying whatever they want to say, responding to every BS story and allegation. They're going on the offensive. Clay Matthews... In regard to David Bakhtiari saying, hey, let's rank these guys, he says, we need the AP to make this official. Hub Arkish, care to cast a vote? (laughs) Again, they're just clowning these guys. They're mocking them and making fun of them, which, as you could probably guess based on my last two um, podcasts, I appreciate because what is my biggest thing? They have too much power. They're way too arrogant. They think they're more important than they are. They need to just calm down. Now, listen, if Hub got involved in this and started goofing around back, I would love that. Because it's him humbling himself and being like, look, all right, I'm an idiot, I get it, you know. Just like, listen, Clay's clowning on these guys and they're going back and forth, it is what it is. If these reporters would be able to humble themselves and be like, ah, yeah, you got me, I'm a douche, whatever. That'd be kind of cool, but he won't. He's going to get very angry about this. Because he's mocking the AP, he's mocking uh, Hub and again, they take great pride in these things. And you have uh, cast aspersions on the holiest of holies. Anyways, looking at uh, Randall Cobb now. So Clay Math, or Aaron Rodgers did his tweet. I'm tell- This is hard to keep up with, but I'm trying to paint this picture for you. So remember, Aaron Rodgers did his thing where he says, Clay is probably upset his photo submission. Why is Randall Cobb's photo not, the only one not grainy, et cetera, et cetera. David Bakhtiari responded directly to Aaron Rodgers, says, My mentions have you behind Eli Manning's beach photo still. <laughs> Talking about Aaron Rodgers. Then below that, Randall Cobb says, Randall Cobb has entered the chat. He says, let's get some updated picks. First of all, implying he's still in great shape and nobody else is. He says, Clay Matthews, have you let yourself go? David Bakhtiari, bulrush gut. (laughs) Which is also funny because you know that's like an inside thing that they talk about when they start calling David Bakhtiari fat. He's like, dude, it's my bulrush gut. You got to put on some pounds for that stuff. Aaron Rodgers, post-ho-ho gut. I'm not sure what... I I would think ho-ho is the dessert, but he put it in all caps. I don't know. Is ho-ho like a, a term for... I don't know. Doesn't matter. But still hilarious. He says it's been confirmed. I'm now a Dilf. You can figure out what that means. Then he says, "Can we bring back AIM?" Which I have to assume is AOL Instant Messenger. I could be wrong, but that is a glorious um, little tidbit added, if that is what he meant. So, anyways, there may have been some other people that were involved in those. Uh, those are the main people, right? So that that's just that's prior to this story. I don't, I don't even think it's prior to the story getting dropped. I think it's roughly about the same time that the story got dropped. But that's before these guys got together and decided, we're going to blast these guys. So Aaron Rodgers, who has been loving every Tuesday, having the ability to gather up all the slights and all the fake stories and all the media vitriol and just firing it right back in their face, decided, I'm not waiting until Tuesday. I'm taking them to task right now. And again, it's great because he's just laughing at them. So he puts out a tweet in response to the, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to boycott the Super Bowl thing. And he says, quote, he told Jordan Love to be ready, unquote. Three laughing, crying faces. But then he goes on a hashtag, um, just hashtag and everything. Hashtag direct circle, which the part of the video was somebody from his direct circle. Again, player would make sense. Hashtag dumbest effing story ever. Again, Rogers is loving this because it's just another opportunity for him to call all these people lie, which I'm, I'm not going, by the way, I'm not 100% convinced with Aaron Rodgers being as smart as he is, if he didn't have something to do with this. I don't think he did. You know, if, if I put it at a percentage, it'd be like, I don't know, 10, 15%. Maybe even something as small as, you know what we should do sometime, and then somebody actually did it. He didn't know this was about to happen, though. But, but again, they could do this all day, every day. And it would keep them back on their heels. It's it's kind of like when teams start blitzing and you start throwing screens or draws or those kinds of things and everybody's up the field and you're killing them with that stuff and you just keep killing them with screens and eventually what do they got to do? They got to back off. If they're going to keep running with all these anonymous sources type stories to try to bury Aaron Rodgers to get a bunch of clicks, they should just start being anonymous sources and just making up random stuff and see how stupid and ridiculous they can get before every time their phone rings and they see a story about Aaron Rodgers, they just instantly delete it. It's not a bad strategy. But the hashtags are not done. Hashtag fake news, which again is about the ultimate dig. I mean, aside from making a reference to COVID or cancel culture, fake news is, it's up there with those as far as just rubbing these guys the wrong way. He goes on. Hashtag boycott fake news. Again, he is just, he, man. Hashtag boycott bums. That's a direct reference to Hub Arkish. So again, how does this tie into the whole thing? Because it's all one thing. This is Aaron Rodgers' biggest issue. It's a bunch of people doing things in the media that are not right. The way they go about doing things, their complete bias, all this stuff ties in together. He's not done, though. Boycott shoes. Some of these I don't understand, by the way. Boycott shoes, I'm assuming, has to do with his uh, footless, or his footless, his, uh, his foot picture with no shoes and socks on. He says, boycott waterfalls. Don't know what that means. I'm assuming it's an inside reference, but if you do, let me know. I don't know. Boycott AJ smoking cigars, that's obviously an AJ Hawk thing. Boycott LeFleur's brows, <laughs> which... <laughs> now he's just p- making fun of his head coach's eyebrows. Again, having a blast with his life. Maybe he had a couple fingers of scotch, I don't know. Then he says boycott Gucci's, which I'm going to Google this right now because I don't think that's how you spell Gucci. Oh. <laughs> now I understand. So Gucci is not like Gucci, like you would assume it's Gucci. It's spelled differently. There's, it's G-U-T-C-H-I-E. And I'm like, I don't think that's how you spell Gucci. Like the purses and stuff. Urban Dictionary. Southwest Pennsylvania slang for underwear. That's a Pat McAfee thing. Here's another one. It's uh, AZ Dictionary, which I don't know. It says, article of clothing worn by them here yins dudes, huge mamas in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to cover, albeit perhaps not attractively, their posteriors. So it goes on to say, typically are uh, available in a multi-pack, also referred to as granny pants, underwear for uneducated, commonly heard at Walmart. (laughs) So that's a different kind of urban dictionary, I guess. But the point is, this is, and that's what Pat McAfee is. He's a, a yinzer or whatever, is a thing that I didn't know existed until Pat McAfee came along. I didn't know that accent existed until Pat McAfee came along. I didn't know yinz was a word. Actually, I learned about yinz from, um, who was the guy that used to write for the Packers? He was from Pennsylvania, and he would talk about yinz, and I'm like, what do you, what is yinz? What does that even mean? It's like this Pennsylvania equivalent of y'all, I guess, or use use guys. So the last one apparently means boycott underwear. I don't know. So again, he's he's angry, but also it's so stupid. Like when, when the Hub Arkish thing happened and you looked at Aaron Rodgers talking about he's a bum, he was visibly angry. I mean, just the way he said bum, he put some real heat behind that. He he was angry about this. You know, the dumbest effing story ever, all this stuff. But he's realizing like this is going to be fun. Probably because he realizes this is one of his teammates goofing. So they're all just having a good time with this. This wasn't a direct assault. It was them on the assault. So he's not that mad. Somebody's just reading a a goof text that somebody sent him. But he is still mad generally at the institution because this is how these things happen. And he's mad about that. I'm going to do my best to try to figure out where all this stuff goes from here. In response to that, Kurt Benkert jumped on board. He says, again, getting involved in the general assault, we support the jerk with the little I love you hand signal." What is that referencing? Habarkish called him a jerk. And again, they're playing with this whole thing in terms of we support your decision to boycott. Um, you know, we support the jerk. Aaron Rodgers responded to that with a quote, t- quote tweet and says, were you the hashtag source, Kurt Bankert? Hashtag someone said they were in my direct circle, two question marks. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the like I said, I never really follow, I, I was following Aaron Rodgers. I didn't have his notifications on because he'll, like Randall Cobb, he'll, he'll tweet, once a month. He is just on an absolute tear right now. In response to that, Kurt Bankert posts a book title, Number One New York Times Best-Selling Series, Who Was Benedict Arnold? <laughs> Benedict Arnold was a traitor, for those that don't know. And I, I'm not trying to sound smart. I don't know one other thing about Benedict Arnold other than he's a traitor. So I'm an idiot. Then we get another glorious and witty tweet from Aaron Rodgers. To Kurt Bankert, he says, Were you just mad I only told Jordan Love to be ready and not you? (laughs) Hashtag grudge. Hashtag boycott video games. Pretty sure they said that in the video, but that was the the other part of this whole thing is Aaron Rodgers said, Jordan Love, you got to be ready because I'm going to boycott this thing. You're going to have to play in the Super Bowl. It's it's such a silly thing, which again is how you know it was completely made up because it's so silly. Then Kurt Bankert says, You saw me throw one ball to Randall Cobb in practice and decided that was enough. Surprised you didn't send me home, Mr. GM. (laughs) Rogers' response says, but yes, stop throwing to Randall Cobb. Hashtag boycott gamers. Hashtag boycott Kurt on Twitch. And then he posts a gif that says you are literally too stupid to insult. (laughs) I love it because like, this is is what goes on in the locker room. These guys just goofing around that we never get to see. And they just carried this like a, a private text group. They're like, let's just go share this on Twitter. And I think that was a good decision because everybody, it's its like Packers Twitter loved this, but everybody that hates the Packers, everybody that wants to believe Rodgers is leaving, everybody that hates Rodgers for whatever reason, everybody that hates the team, hates all this stuff, believes that there's nothing but chaos and pandemonium and discord and all these things in the, in the media in particular that's on this like the media versus Rodgers thing, they all lost massively and everybody's looking at this and they're not happy. Notice how quiet they are about one of the greatest Twitter things of all time. Nobody's writing articles about how great this is because the whole thing was a spit in the eye to the media and to everybody that's been saying, not not only proving that what they're saying is stupid, but they're just mocking them. They're mocking everything they've said and everything that they've done. So they're just being real quiet about this whole thing. And in the process, they're just having, so again, this is a private text conversation. They're like, let's go do this publicly. Let's just show people how much fun we're Not that this was planned out, but it just spilled out over there. But that's the, that's the end result. And I really think this is a good way to handle stuff from now. And by the way, this isn't... uh, The Packers didn't start this. No, we'll get to there in a minute. Let's see what else we got here. Jordan Love also got in on the mix. Kind of just going in order. I think he did stuff before this, but um, he... uh, Jordan Love puts up, me, when Aaron Rodgers was telling this story, you know, the story about how he's going to bail. Hashtag, I was the source. And it's a picture, I don't know what this is from, but it's some old school cartoon of this devious looking guy taking notes with a smirk on his face. (laughs) Because he's going to, you know, leak it to the media. Sorry if I'm overexplaining explaining this, but I, you can't see it, so it's kind of ruining all the jokes by overexplaining explaining them, but it's it's too good to not elaborate on. Rogers responds to Jordan Love, which, by the way, remember, Aaron Rodgers hates Jordan Love with a passion. That wants him to just uh, drive into a bus. He says, Kurt Banker told me it was you, but I didn't want to believe it. Hashtag boycott quarterback room privacy. Hashtag don't boycott Halo. Hashtag boycott... All JLo's. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag boycott number 10s. And then he tags Matt Flynn because Matt Flynn was also <laughs> number 10. And then basically, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not going to read all of them, but Aaron Rodgers and Kurt Bankert go back and forth on who's the better gamer. Uh, Kurt Bankert, if you didn't know, our third string quarterback, is a professional gamer. He actually makes a really good living on that. He's pretty much, that's pretty much his full time job. Aside from making a pretty good living as a third string quarterback and getting to play as a as a backup uh, for the Green Bay Packers. He's also a pretty successful um, streamer. But Aaron Rodgers' whole thing, because he's closer to my age and, you know, this whole first-person shooter thing really kind of took off with Halo. That was, like, the, the real big one. There was other shooting games or whatever, but that was, like, the first time. And by the way, that was when I, like, bailed from video games because people started getting super psycho about how in-depth it was. I remember going to, like, Halo parties where people would bring their, their different uh, – he'd bring like multiple TVs and hook them up and play hate and like these guys were so over the top like my buddy would play 24/7 he'd invite me to these halo things and i would just respawn and get killed respawn and get killed respawn and get killed they know where to go like as soon as they respawn they start taking off in a direction because they know where this like sniper thing is and it's like dude i this isn't fun man i i, I liked when you know we played like gold and i and I mean, granted, me and me and my buddy John were better than everybody else, but it was it was just fun. And this is this is too much, man. This is too much. So that was that was my official exodus from video games when people got way too serious about how to like perfect the game. And that's uh, that's not that's not me, man. I'm just trying to have fun. That was by the way. <laughs> apparently, I'm not as competitive as I thought. But it just takes the fun out. It was the same reason why I didn't like playing football in school. I love playing football in the backyard with my friends, but like this got to be like all the rules and all the like the. Training like okay, now you have to do this drill. I'm like, but the drill is stupid and it's like we have to run. Like, well, I can't breathe, I don't want to run. Why am I? Why are we running? I'm an offensive lineman, I don't really have to run, slash defensive lineman, slash whatever, because our team sucked and I played offense, defense, and special team. You know, it's bad when I'm first, second string, everything, but anyways, yeah, those guys just went back and forth on that. Matt Flynn chimed in after he got tagged, said, Leave me out of this one, but I was definitely the leak. That past offseason. <laughs> Wasn't me this time, but last time, definitely me. He says, Jordan loves stealing my moves like he stole my number. Hashtag boycott TKE. I don't know what that is. Hashtag boycott chemtrails. Hashtag boycott moves. <laughs> well, I know what the last one is. <laughs> I'm guessing he's making fun of Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I'm not sure about all the other ones, though. Aaron Rodgers responds to Matt Flynn about being in the league last time. He says, thanks for joining the chat. Hashtag boycott ruffles. Hashtag boycott margaritas for Graham. Hashtag boycott Jimmy. So these are inside jokes, but then he posts the gif of, uh, famously from The Sopranos, I knew it was you, Fredo, you broke my heart, you broke my heart. Kurt Banker, continuing to talk about video game stuff, says it's time to send the old man into retirement. Aaron Rodgers, traditional gamer versus made-for-twitch gamer, I like my odds. Hashtag boycott noobs, hashtag I own you. And then he posts a gif of that angry lady screaming, shut your mouth. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I always said I, I, I would never want to have any of these players on my podcast because I don't, you know what I mean? Like that whole professional environment, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. I can thrive in this kind of environment. This is basically what happens at my work every day. Just talking trash, you know, like I've, like I've referenced before. And it's like the only example I'll use because, you know, what happens in my department it stays in my department. But like when the guy next to you sneezes for the third time in a row and you pull out a knife and you point it at him, and you say, do that one more time, I dare you, that's, that's, that's just living the dream, man. So that was my best attempt at a summary of the glories of Packers Twitter. And it's kind of funny because yesterday was the best and worst of social media for me. We had um, some drama on the local Facebook group about our little subdivision, and that was just, that was awful. And it was one of those things where it's like, it just shows why social media is not the right way to handle some things but also you get moments like this which are just glorious. And it really is just the perfect conclusion to everything that we've been talking about. And, and it's it's so much better because, you know, as much as I'm I'm fine with Aaron Rodgers just coming out by himself and just throwing haymakers, the problem with that is even Packers Twitter gets mad at him. This is basically him throwing haymakers but doing it in a fun way. Nobody was going against him. And if and if and if anybody was mad about, you know, the implications of all this, they kept their mouths shut. Because this was a first round knockout, man. This was a walk off home run. There, there is. This was. This was the Green Bay Packers really just putting the media in their place, and and it's. It wasn't even vindictive. It. I I don't even mean that in a vindictive sense. I mean literally what I said. They're they're put where they. They're well below the players. They seem to feel like they're. They're at least on par, and in some ways above. Right? We hold the keys to the MVP. We hold the keys to all these things. You will answer the questions we ask you. You know, we're going to walk into the stadium, and you have no right to tell us not. You know, we got access. You know, you're. It's it's just gets to be a little bit too much. And now they're they're basically just putting them down where they belong. Basically putting them down on my level. What am I? I'm just a dude with a podcast. That, I mean, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't even read my message much less give me the time of day to laugh at me if I said, hey, would you come on my podcast? That's where I stand in terms of the hierarchy of the Green Bay Packers. These guys need to be brought down several, several pegs. And that's what this was. It was a serious dressing down. And again, it's not the first time. This happened just recently, and I'll be completely honest. I hope this never stops. This is the way forward. This is how you stop all the nonsense. There was a story by Mary Kay Cabot, um... Very respected Browns beat writer, she says. Hashtag Browns Baker Mayfield must resolve his differences with Kevin Stefanski soon, in case they need to coexist next season. Also, some names that will be on the radar if they don't. The implication being, um, the Browns are going to end up moving on from Baker Mayfield because, and and it's his fault. Like he's he's not getting along with his head coach Kevin Stefanski, and if he doesn't straighten up, it's been 40 minutes. Dude, I'm sorry. We might just have to do two pod... Like, this is an emergency breaking podcast, and then we got to do the real one where we start talking about the football game. I'm not even kidding, man. I'm, I'm having so much fun. I think we might do a part two. This is crazy. Dang. I'm thirsty. Movie reference. Bonus points if you know where that's from. So in other words... Baker Mayfield's a jerk. Uh, His coach doesn't like him. And if he doesn't straighten up, then he's going to be gone. And even if he does, the article goes on to say, if you can even call it an article, goes on to say he may be gone anyways. Baker decides to respond rather than just leave it alone. Baker says, clickbait. You and many other Cleveland local media continue to be drama-stirring reporters with no sources or facts. Don't put words in my mouth so you can put food on your table. I'm not your puppet. Dang. This was January 6th, it was just two days ago. Then you've got Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon, you may remember, played as a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns 2012-2013. So this is there's not even overlap between Whedon and Baker. What does Brandon Whedon say? Same stuff, different year with her. She can't help herself. Dot dot dot. So again, now we've got Browns quarterbacks piling on about a reporter that makes up fake news to be able to uh, breaking my microphone here, to be able to spread lies and get clicks, and and make money off of it. And a lot of these guys are, are, are doing that, and, and there's not a lot of pushback. And even if there is, there's there's some minor, you know, they're going to go to the podium and be asked about it, and they're going to go, I'm just not and then it's just, he, sh- he said, she said. And most people are going to take the reporter's side because obviously they're going to deny it. Obviously gonna, they're going to say that there's, there's no issues here. But when you've got these guys going on social media and they're all piling on, it changes everything. But that's not all. Then you have Deshaun Kaiser, former Browns quarterback piling on. He retweeted Brandon Whedon's tweet and just says, "Preach." So you got a pile of Browns quarterbacks who feel the need to chime in on a tweet by Baker Mayfield chastising Mary Kay Cabot for being a liar and for making up drama. I'm going to be honest, man. I think this is the way forward, even if I'm throwing myself under the bus because I'm going to say stuff about players that I don't think do very well. And if the way forward is for them to start dumping, so be it. But I do like it. I like that it's more personable. I like that we get to interact with them a little bit more. I like that we get to see this side of them a little bit more. I like that they get to defend themselves a little bit more. I like that it puts the media in their place a little bit more. I think it it's going to be good to stop the clickbaity stuff so much because it's blowing up in their face, whereas before they could do it with impunity, and it didn't really cause any problems. They have a bigger platform. They're playing with fire here. I mean, A lot of these guys, Boomer Esiason... And, and Boomer kind of got thrown under the bus here. He ended up being the scapegoat for all this. But Boomer has 220,000 followers on Twitter, which is giant. Aaron Rodgers has, what, 4.5 million? Plus you put in all the other Packers piling on and nobody rushing to the aid of Boomer Esiason. Now, you could possibly go too far in the other direction where reporters feel like they're not able to report truthful stories because they're worried about the backlash. That's not great. But oh well, right? Like that's, again, that's technically me, but I don't care. I've already said I have a feeling that some of these guys have listened to this podcast, they've heard me say some things, and they don't like me. That's my assumption. I don't care. My goal isn't to be loved by the Green Bay Packers. But I'm certainly not going to make up stuff. (laughs) I'm certainly not going to do something ridiculous to uh, become a laughing stock. Like a lot of these guys who have Twitter accounts or whatever to try to be like these breaking news guys that just make stuff up, hoping they hit once every 10 times. So that they can build up this track. Here's here's a list of all the things I called before anybody else. It's like, yeah, dude, because you're just you're just scattershot, man. But anyways, I really thought this would be half the. Sh- I I looked up at one point, and it was like 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, we'll be able to close this out, and um, you know, we'll we'll move on to to news and notes and all that other stuff because there is a lot of news and notes. But we're 45 minutes into this. Um, I think I'm gonna wrap this up, and I will contemplate doing a second podcast. <laughs> I've never done I've never done two. I've done two in a day, especially with, like, breaking news. I've never done two 45-minute podcasts by myself. Um, I don't know. We'll 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 see. No guarantees, folks, but um, I might – we have not talked about the Lions, and I know the Lions don't really matter, but, I mean, I I don't know. Anyways, I got Jeremy uh, blasting me on Twitter. I need to get this uploaded, so we'll, we'll end it here. We'll see how it goes. But um, great day on Packers Twitter. Um, there's going to be another random break thing because, again, I thought we were... I was about to be like, all right, we need to take a break. And then um, then I'm like, oh, we're, we're, we're done. Please remember to check out uh, Drew's GoFundMe. I am going to start posting that around a little bit. Um, it's Saturday. I don't have any excuse. But you can find it pinned to the top of my Twitter if you'd like to do that. Drew is looking for help for his seizure service dog. Uh, he has epilepsy. He's looking to... It's it's We're quite a ways away. He's not even halfway there. Um... He needs a lot of money for it, so it's going to be a long grind, but uh, we're going to stick in there and we're going to get it done. Uh, Thank you to everybody that's donated thus far. Anyways, have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow or today. We'll see. Bye-bye.